Hi there, my name is Eli, and you're listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, hosted by my big bro, Nate Burdine, where he speaks about the now generation, Jesus, and everything in between. Enjoy the show, and thanks for watching. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Welcome back. And today I want to get into the topic, and today we're going to interview my friend Brendan, who's a great guy, loves Jesus, college kid up in London, up in, over, wherever London is, uh, over in London, and he's serving the Lord. I believe he's in mission work a little bit, kind of, but also uh, studying abroad some program and loving the Lord, part of the team unashamed, and so I'm excited to get into an interview with him. And one of the words that I, when I think about Brendan is the word genuine. One of the words, like when I think about people and I honestly, I believe that I'm an okay judge of character. A lot of people say I'm a great judge of character. I don't think I am. I think I trust people very easily. And it actually takes a lot for people, for me to push people away, for me to feel hurt or for me to feel, uh, shall I say, to feel hurt, to feel, to feel less, less of a man. You know what I mean? Just like. It takes a lot for me to feel hurt and I don't want to and I don't like kicking people out of my life. But lately in my life, it's been something that's had to happen more often. I've had to distance myself from people that weren't helping me reach my goals and reach my mission and reach the places that I wanted to go. Nate, what does that mean? Before I get into this topic, I, I, I want to be honest about this. I'm sitting here and I'm re-recording, re-recording, re-recording some topic that I wasn't really all the way in about, but I've heard a bunch of leaders talk about. So I'm sitting here recording this topic and like about five minutes in each time, I said, what am I talking about? I don't really care about this thing. This isn't where my heart is. This isn't where my heart is supposed to be. This isn't who Nate is. See, as young leaders, uh, this needs to be understood. Before we get into this with Brandon, who's another young dude, we often mimic what leaders do just because leaders do them. Well, what does that mean? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? No. Are we sure that the thing that that leader does isn't just something that they're supposed to do? See, comparison kills calling. I've said this before. Comparison will kill. It won't just like deter it, right? No, nothing can rip your calling away, but I believe what can kill it is when you compare yourself to someone else's calling because then your calling gets canceled out and you forget what you're supposed to do. See, if I, if there's some dude named Eric, Pastor Eric, Pastor Eric's killing the game, doing big things out here, but I want to be just like Pastor Eric. I'm nothing. I'm nothing because I just, I want to be just like Pastor Eric. I got to be my own man. I got to be my own man. I got to be my own guy. I got to be my own preacher, my own pastor, my own believer. Right? So this is this is a different segue, but I'm recording this again and again. I'm just being honest. Some vulnerability. I did not like what I was recording. And I did not. I'm not going to tell you the topic because it was just it was just dumb to me. I didn't mean it. I was actually saying things that I didn't truly mean, but. I've heard them on other podcasts and I heard them on other leaders and I want more people to listen. And that's not where my heart was. Right. 
I want to talk about the hard topics, but I want to talk about the hard topics when they that when I have internalized them and I, they have become my own. So today I'm going to talk about a hard topic to me, something that's been driving Nate crazy, something that's been driven, driving Nate wild, and that's been on Nate's heart. And it starts with that word that I said earlier, genuine. I want to be genuine. I want the leaders that I'm around to be genuine. I want kids to see that he's genuine. Who he is at school and at these events is the same person he is when he's at home. And sometimes they may not see that. I might be the the loudest guy, the guy that talks to all the people. And when I get home, I, I scroll on social media for super long. See, we might think that's little, but that's not me being the same person that they see all the time. Now, yes, we I, I believe we all show different sides of ourselves around different people. You know, like people don't need to see every single part of me, every single side of me. They don't need to know what I'm doing here. They, they, they don't need to be all up in my business. But I do believe we need to be genuine. You have noticed that kids can fake a can can spot a faker from a mile away. Always, every single student that I'm around can know that when I'm faking excitement, faking joy, faking passion, faking energy, they know when Nate's tired. They know when Nate's cool. They know when Nate's great. They know. This isn't the Nate show. But this, I'm, what I'm saying is I've, I've seen too many leaders fall because they're not being true to who they are. They're not being genuine to who they were made to be. It's a copycat world that we live in. Do what they do, do what they do, do what they do, do what they do. And if you're not doing what they do, well, you failed. Get out. Don't try again. But I don't believe that's true. I believe we just have to get back to being genuine believers and lovers of the Lord. Man, something that, you know, I'm going to keep it a buck. Something that's been a really bothering me is the amount of the amount of time that I spend in God's word. We don't talk about that though, right? We talk about how the five steps to be a great leader and the five steps to be a great person and the five and the five. How about we start with the first step and how about that's being close to Jesus? How do we be genuine? First, be close to Jesus. Be around Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Be with Jesus. Like if we're not around Jesus, we can't be genuine Jesus people, right? If we're not loving the Lord with everything of who we are, then we can't be genuine people. See, the goal, I believe the goal, is to show people the love of Jesus. And the number one thing about the love of Jesus is the love of Jesus, oh, that's genuine. Oh, that's true. The love of Jesus conquers all. The love of Jesus falls over everything. The love of Jesus is genuine. It's genuine. So I believe we as believers, we we need to be genuine. Genuine lovers of the Lord. Right? That's something, man. I wish I could I wish I prayed more. Man, the amount of times some people have to be mad at me. I'm not gonna say the things I've done, but 
like, what is up? What is up with the times when I tell people, yeah, I'm going to pray for you, and then I don't? I'm not being genuine. People know that they come to me for prayer, and sometimes I don't even pray. It has to be, it needs to become something I do automatically, something that I do all of the time, and out of the abundance of love in my heart, I should share that, and I should do that. See, we as leaders, we as young leaders, I said this last week on my podcast, is the number one question that I was asked. I said I didn't say this on my podcast. The num- I said this actually on an interview or uh, a paper for my for class. The number one thing, the number one thing, when I go on these things, I say to these huge pastors and I say, hey, how do I become a great leader, a great young pastor, a great person who's pastoring in high school? The number one they sa- thing they said is be honest. What? No, I, I was looking, I was looking for the five step, three step sermon plan, like how to how to write the right sermons and what to say. They always said, be honest. I asked Andy Mineo, Chris Durso, Lecrae, Social Club Misfits, like these guys I looked up to, and they always said, be honest. And the funniest part about that is it was also the same way. It was be honest, period. There's nothing else after that. And I would, actually, I would ask this question again and again and again. And I wanted to ask this question on Andy Mineo's tour, but I didn't get to. And the funniest thing about this was, it was be honest. That was it. And and I believe the heart behind that was be genuine. Because when you're young, there's so many things that are f- attacking your your head, that are attacking your mind. So if we can be genuine, if we can attack that with being genuine, then we can truly show the love of the Lord. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I speak it. That we can show the love of the Lord. When we allow ourselves to be truly genuine and to truly show the love of Jesus. So, I don't have much to say in this beginning because I want to get into this interview with Brendan. But, yo, let's be genuine lovers, genuine believers, right? And that started with me just saying, man, what am I saying? This isn't me. I'm not being genuine. I'm being, I'm being phony. Right? In this podcast process, it's a process. There's been times I'm like, I don't want to do this, man. But I dedicated myself to it, so I'm going to do it. And I love it, and I do love it, and I love recording. I love talking, and I'm actually getting in. This is actually good for preaching. I'm getting into this this method of, oh, actually being able to listen to myself talk and then edit myself because I used to not be able to do it. Now I just knew why I messed up. I I'd, I'd put it there, and then I just keep going because I did not like hearing myself talk. But this is this is the gift that God's giving me. This is the gift that God, God's given me. So I'm gonna, I need to sh- be genuine about the gift and share the gift and share the gift. Well, that's what I got for the intro. I don't have much. Um, the podcast is going to be dropping. Hey, please share. That's that's the number one thing I got is please share. Share, 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 share. I want this to as many young leaders, high school leaders, 
middle school pastors, high school pastors, I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, there's some nuggets in here that I believe don't just come from me, that the Lord has given me, but also come from the people that I bring on this show. And I don't care if they're 17, 16, 15, 14, shoot, I might bring a 10-year-old on here. They got some words of wisdom for you. There's no age where you can't learn from, and I believe that. See, I got a little brother. His name is Benji. And the best thing about Benji is he teaches me how to be genuine. What does that mean? He's two. Well, I just, I don't know. To me, he, I always tell people, he's my pastor sometimes. And I know it's funny sometimes, but like, this is the way he is. I can't explain it. You'd have to meet him. You don't, you don't get to though. But like, if you met him, like, what? There's something different about this kid. And I believe it's. Him being genuine. And it's the kindness that he has that's been instilled. Not just because it's natural, but I believe it's because of the the environment that he's in. I'm telling you, I, I can't explain it right now. But you can learn from a two-year-old. I do. You can learn from a three-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old. You can learn from a 20-year-old. You can learn from a 99-year-old. You can learn from them all. There's something. There's something. Even if you have to, like pry a little bit to learn you can learn even if you have to sift through all the junk you can learn you can learn sweet y'all let's get into this interview with my boy brendan and we're just going to be talking about his passion what he is passionate about because one thing that young people are known for in this generation is being passionate so let's talk about passion with my boy brendan let's get into it Again, welcome back. I'm here with my boy Brendan. Brendan, Yo. he is on the Youth of the Nation podcast. How you doing, dog? I feel pretty amazing. <laughs> I feel I feel like a superstar. Yeah, bro, you're on it. You're on the biggest podcast that I have ever made. My lifelong dream. I know. I was I know. like, I was, I was, uh, I was coming home from the hospital, and all I could think <laughs> of as a child up until now, yes, is. Uh, Am I going to be on the Youth of the Nation podcast? Yep. And you made it. You made it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, Brendan, how do you say your last name, bro? Sini. Sini. Okay. I I've said, heard Sene, Sene. Senene. Senene could be Sinene. a little, little get, Yeah, a little, little saucy. <laughs> but I'm here with Brendan, and this is another Team Unashamed member. And... Yo, yo. It's, it's just been great to get to know. The group chat is always blowing up. Brendan is probably yeah. the number one dude on the group chat. Just the amount of he sends messages in, the memes he sends in. And behind <laughs> that, all the memes and the funny and the joking, which I relate with because I love joking and playing around. Is yes. I see, I, I talked about this in the intro about you, but I see a genuine heart in you. Thanks, And bro. what's so not, you can't see it so often, but in 18-year-olds or... And in, in young people is they can be two faced. They can be four faced. They can be whoever they want, whenever they want. Facts. But when I look at you and again, I've never met you. But when I hear from you and I talk to you right now and we talked before, I see a genuine heart. I, I see really a heart that, that, that once that strives for the Lord. So I guess my first question is, bro, is what do you do? You're not even in the country right now. So what are you doing? 
what's going on in Brendan's life, and then we'll get into these questions. All right, so uh, let's see here. Where do I even start? So I'm a musician. I really like leading worship. That's something that I want to get into as I get older. Ooh, voice crack. But, (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, I'm in London right now. As as you said, I'm across the pond. Um, I'm here for an honors program with Houghton College. Shout out, you know. Quick shout out to the boys <laughs> over in the middle of nowhere Let's in get upstate it. New York. Hey. But, you know, uh, we chilling, we bullying, we having a great time. You said we bullying? Yeah. <laughs> we bullying, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Brendan is, like, across the pond in London, and I I didn't know that. Honestly, I think I did know that, but I knew you were from New York, so I was kept on yeah. thinking about New York time, and then you said, yeah. You know, I can record at like nine my time, and I was like, "What? What'd you just <laughs> What'd you just say?" And I was like, "Oh, this boy's all the way over there in the UK." It is currently nine twenty p.m. That is insane. <laughs> so, Brendan's getting ready for bed as I'm literally starting my work day. Oh, oh, I am not getting ready. Not for getting bed, ready dude. for bed, but I as a normal so person, much, I have so much reading to do. <laughs> college college student we college love, student we love we love podcasts though we so love it know. we love it <laughs> sweet well brendan i think the first thing i want to talk about with you bro is what do you, you you see like you're a man a young dude that's full of a lot of passions but what are you passionate about what gets you up in the morning why are you in the uk why do you want to be a musician like what what brings you passion what brings you joy what brings you life well um I think the best way to start off with this is um, I've been playing music since a really, really young age. Actually, I uh, <laughs> it's funny because I started off on that game Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. and I used to be able to like play the songs backwards, and like I used to memorize the notes and play them all on like, the hardest difficulty and stuff. Yeah, dog. But um, yeah, then I moved on to guitar, and then I got pretty pretty decent at guitar. I mean, I don't like to say that I'm like the best ever or the worst ever or anything like that. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) yeah, like my church has given me so, so, so many opportunities to branch out and, um, this is my church back home, Yeah. but they've given me so, so many opportunities to really branch out and take me out of my comfort zone and stuff like that. Like, um, I first sang at my church. I first played drums at my church for like public people <laughs> yeah. and like um like they've been able to really make me into a well-rounded musician to where I can play like anything that really is put in front of me in fact actually a uh, funny story off of that sorry but um <laughs> so I'm volunteering at a youth group while I'm here in the UK mm-hmm. and um we were gonna play a song to close out but the girl there um she she opened up her guitar case and her the headstock of her guitar just like snapped off. Whoa. So it was like, ah, oh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, but then host. there was a piano right there, and I was like, let's do it. Let's play some ten thousand reasons. Oh. And we went for it, dude. Did you go with the it finesse was, with the piano? Um <laughs> I'm not I'm not crazy good at piano. I'm just good at playing chords okay you you can play around with it for a little bit i i gotta get i gotta get a little more gospel with it though because yep. i mean in my first in my first semester of houghton college i have learned so much about gospel music mm-hmm. and i'm like yes bro yep. like dude gotta get on that Woo. 
Yeah. There's so some jams in there. The pe- so I so when I pray to God, when I when I speak to God and they say yeah. ask God for big things and asking you whatever the Bible scripture, right? Like you will receive and I um there's a problem with that though for a little bit. I can't sing. I can't play the piano. I don't even know what a, <laughs> how to hold the guitar. I like I got rhythm. I got rhythm. But there you go. everything else I just can't do and I feel like God has given me the gift to speak. But sometimes mm. I know I get a little jealous when people can play the piano and the guitar and they can sing. And I just I I get I get upset about it. I get jealous about it. So You've been blessed. You've been blessed, brother. Thanks, bro. I I um <laughs> I've come a long way with my speaking, but I'm still very jealous of people that can speak very very well and mm-hmm. they're very well versed in, you know, speaking and stuff like that. So, I I do envy you as well. I'm very <laughs> jealous of you and I covet you and all of your talents. Hey, Amen, bro. Well, you know, maybe like <laughs> maybe we can start a church and we you know speak preach and then we can switch and then we can practice each other's things. It'll be a terrible time because I'll be off beat. The piano will be like clink 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 clink. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna have a <laughs> yeah, bro. live church. That'd be kind it's of like fire. When, uh, that's so tight. Yeah, that that would be good. Let's hey. do it. <laughs> right now, right here, right, right now. now, right now. <laughs> hey, 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 let's pray. We're gonna take offering. Need all your money. Gotta buy me a jet. Um, too much, too soon. Anyway, too. <laughs> this man, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, before we uh, before we go get too wild. So, passion, and you talk about music and the idea of music. So, you're part of this team, unashamed, and so speaking on that passion of music and the the joy you have in music and how how passionate you are about it. Team unashamed, yeah. right? Where it's all about rap music and kind of the bops that they make. So. Why are you passionate about this music and has Team Unashamed or Reach Records, their music, Christian hip-hop in general, has that music fed your passion of music? I I think it's just, like, the fact that, I mean, I love, like, worship music that we play in church and stuff like that, but, like, it doesn't really, um, pardon the pun here, but, like, it doesn't really reach to (laughs) many of the, yeah, okay, it wasn't that funny but (laughs) but um it doesn't really reach to like the younger like more impressionable teenagers and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. when i'm bumping like gavi or like lecrae or something in my car and like one of my friends that doesn't even really know christ he's like yo this is crazy like that may that that makes me feel really accomplished because like because like god's working through them way in like way crazy ways and um you know, it's just great to be a part of something like that and to promote something like that. Um, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, nah, nah, that's good, and that's good, and I think, I think that's true. And I guess that's that question because I was not a big music guy. Like, I didn't listen to music all the time. Like, I didn't have headphones. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't my thing. I didn't work to music. It was just, it just wasn't cool to me. Like, I listened to a couple rappers, but I can remember when I first listened to Annie Minio. And I would illegally, not illegally, but I would make a bunch of beats music when beats had their like their own music streaming platform. Yeah. They would they give out free week trials every time you signed up and they didn't verify your email. So you could oh, just so make you a, finessed it. You could just make a <laughs> fake email. And I literally did that for a year. Fifty two weeks. 
I made an email every single Friday <laughs> Friday before my football games so that I could listen to as much music as I wanted to. And it was always Neverland. I listened to that on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. It's a good one. And I can remember listening to that album and the song. And I was like, why is this so good? But it's about God. Like it just, it I just, feel. it just sounded weird to me. It didn't make sense to me. So then I, so Andy Mini was actually the first guy I heard, and then I listened to Lecrae, and then I think it was Derek Minor after that, and it oh. just, it kind of just felt, it just kind of fell down after that. And I was like, there's a, there's hundreds of people making Jesus music, and I just heard one. Now he's, yeah, st- he's my favorite, but I just heard one, one dude make that music, and it was, it was just so interesting to me. So. I just imagine my passion. I didn't have a passion for music. I didn't really have a passion for Jesus. Andy Mineo's Neverland album truly helped me find Jesus because he has Pisano's so Wildin' and then he has Neverland. And then I'll go back and listen, listen to Curious <laughs> and all that stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, to me, it was just, it was, yeah. it was the best. To me, for me being a young dude, it was the best way to relate to the music that I liked. But it wasn't negative. It wasn't objectifying women. It wasn't about drugs and this. Yeah, we were banging for Jesus. And homie. like you look at him, you look at him now, and like Lecrae combined with Zaytoven to create that whole album. Yeah, it's like crazy. Uh, I think I think One K's worked with Zaytoven, like a bunch of other people. Like Ty Dolla Sign worked with Lecrae. Waka Flocka Flame worked with Lecrae. Like they're really like penetrating the mainstream, and that's yeah. like. Oh, that's just so good. I just like that's something that I want to do as a musician. I want to mm-hmm. like, I want to like innovate as much as I can with like music because like I'm I'm really big into like, into like changing genres and like it, like morphing them together and experimenting really hard and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I feel like a problem with I don't know if I already mentioned this, but I feel like a problem with Christianity and like Christian music is that we're never really ahead of the curve. Like, I'll listen to something from, like, 2017 or something, and it'll sound like it's from, like, 2014. <laughs> and this is mostly... <laughs> dude, I'm I'm preaching right now. I, I honestly... <laughs> if you start speaking in tongues, don't yeah, blame me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, bro, literally, like, I don't know. I just... I really want to see, like, a Christian artist be on like the foreground and like the forefront of a of a musical movement so that yeah. they can be credited for that and so that they can reach more people. And if that person is me, by all means I am going to be the happiest person ever. But if it's anyone else, I'm still going to be the happiest person ever cuz bro, honestly, Jesus just needs to show up in this country and in this world, honestly. Yeah. Just it's got to happen, bro. It, yeah. They got to they got to start getting into the hardcore music industry, dude. Yeah. The secular stuff you know that's in, and that's interesting i don't know if you saw i don't know if you follow rapzilla um uh, a little bit and philip philip rude is like their ceo or leader of their company and yeah. he said that he had a dream that first that cri- cri- christian hip-hop now is weeding out the fakes and the phonies basically yeah and it's weeding out everyone who's just doing this for money but they're just slapping jesus on it because it's kind of bumping right now. Like it's kind of popular right now. Yeah. And Reach records is blowing up the movement. So people are like, I just want to hop on it, which I, I agree with. And that's biblical. Like God's going to weed out the things that aren't great, that aren't fruit. Yeah, like, bro. He's going to weed those things out. 
And he also mentioned, and I don't know if it was him or someone on the page, but they mentioned mm -hmm. that Christian hip hop isn't going to be a subgenre anymore of like hip hop. And it's not going to be, oh, you listen to rap. And then, no, you say I listen to any menio. And then they're going to say, oh, you listen to Christian rap. No, they're going to say, oh, you listen to that, like that genre of oh, music. Oh, come on. And I was like. Talk to him. And I, yeah, and, it, and it's crazy. So, so, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a possibility or do you think it's always going to be trapped? And I, and I don't believe it needs to be, but that it's yeah. going to be trapped in this idea of, oh, you rap. But you only, but you also talk about Jesus. I think, um, I think that with any Christian media, there's always going to be sort of like a, uh, an inkling to call it like to like put it in a box, sort of. Yeah. I think that if you mention Jesus in anything, it's sort of going to become like, you know, like the Christian film industry or the Christian music industry or the Christian like publishing industry or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, it's always going to be put in a box, but I think if we really keep like pushing these boundaries and like writing honest, honest music, cause that's another one of my callings. Like I've, I have a, I have a bit of a testimony, but like <laughs> I want to talk about the things that I struggle with now, as well as the thing that I, the things that I have struggled with Yeah. to really try to relate to. Cause I mean, I was talking about this last night with one of my friends till like five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I real. saw that. Yeah. But like dog, Honestly, I just want to make music for that one kid that's like, oh, I'm feeling really doubtful. I'm feeling really anxious about everything that I believe in. I'm feeling like, you know, ashamed of my faith. Like, I want to, I want to preach, I want to reach those people through that music. And I want God to use me through my music and help them to realize that they're not alone and that it's okay that they're dealing with this. Yeah. It's just, you got to choose joy and you got to choose mm -hmm. peace, you know? It's like, I don't know, because like you can only hear so many water metaphors in a single song before Stop. you're like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, bro, have you seen the Have you seen the John Chris video? Yeah, yep. Oh he says, my god. He he says we need water, <laughs> we need an element, and we need some type of storm. Thunderstorm, winter storm, doesn't matter what kind of storm, and we have ourselves a song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That's the best video ever, dude. That's so good. But it's true. But, but yeah, it's, it's true. So true. Dude, honestly, yeah. we've we've talked about it and I'm about to I'm about to spill it right now, but like we've talked about it. The Christian music industry is like headed on a path to where it's going to become so like oversaturated mm -hmm. that it's going to be hard to figure out like who's who's faking it and who's not, you know? Yeah. Like you look at all the all the stuff that comes out about all these different Christians, whether they be rappers or singers or musicians or pastors or anything like that like it's just you there's always going to be like a measure of how you can tell with that sort of thing but it's a lot harder to tell when you're sort of distanced from them mm -hmm. in the aspect that like they are a celebrity and you're just like a person that's a fan of them yeah you know it's really hard to tell that difference and i think that's something that is going to either a work itself out or b need to be worked out by some event or some like for sure movement you know yeah or, or it just changed it just needs to be yeah. flipped on Facts. side of its head fact because you're right i think and i've talked about this before with music and 
Yeah. Because, we, I mean, we make fun of it, but even in <laughs> some rap songs, what's the mm. formula? Yo, I've been down for a little bit. Um, Beat. Hi-hat, snare, whatever, right? Then you throw on the yeah. trap beat, and people are expecting you to talk about something crazy, and you just talk about Jesus. And not, not just, but you know what I mean? Like, you mention Jesus yeah. once or twice, and then at the end of the song, you say... He saved me, blah, 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 and I'm doing this on my own, and I'm here for everybody. So, And that's what I think is funny about Christian music, because I don't know if you listen to Jay Monty or Christian uh, rap music, nah, but Jay Monty is really. a great dude, and he has a song that set, that's called I'm the Best Rapper Alive, but it's <laughs> actually a joke of calling yourself the best rapper alive inside yeah. of this industry, because he says that we're going for everybody, we're, we're, you know, we're fighting everybody, but isn't the heart of our work to share the gospel yeah and so the song's like it's a, it's basically a play on the words of like i'm the best rapper alive and he says a little bit of how he's a great rapper but most of it is like man i'm I'm here i'm serving the lord like i don't, I don't i'm not here for all this all this extra stuff i'm not here yeah, to compete I feel that. and so but that's in rap but i think in worship and all that it's the idea of who can have the longest um praise break or the songs the songs are eight minutes long and who can have the most repeating bridges you know and it's good and people are impacted by that stuff Mm. but just like everything in this world people get tired of it people yeah exactly over it and there's going to be a change And and actually i've seen the change a little bit i don't know about you but kind of in worship music people are doing different songs because it used to mm. be Oceans, 10,000 Reasons, and then another song that you never heard before. And then a Hillsong, right? What I'm seeing yeah. in a lot of churches now is they're doing a very, a variety of songs because there's a variety of people and a variety mm-hmm. of ways. And if I keep coming in and I keep hearing Oceans, Ocean's not going to mean anything to me. It's just yeah, going to be exactly. cool, whatever. Because, sorry, but I'm preaching. But like, oh, no, I'm not good. sorry, it's my you're podcast. Um, but, <laughs> Youth what, of the Nation. Yeah. But like when we when we talk about Jesus, when we share about Jesus, he can be impacted by anything. We can keep repeating God, 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 and it's going to be good. But what people forget is, and this is kind of counter argument to our argument, is the words on the screen aren't worship. The words That's... on the words on the screen have nothing to do with my worship. Yeah, I can that say is... them. Oh my goodness! But if Come my on. heart, if my heart doesn't worship. It doesn't matter what I sing. I've had times oh. when I've been like raising my hand, you know, reading the words. I don't mean it in my heart. I go home just as dead because oh I goodness. thought worship were the words and it wasn't. Bro, you know what I mean? Stop preaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Honestly, like I've always talked to my, like, my youth pastor about this and all this. Like, bro, I've talked to so many people about this. Like, I don't want to see people like throwing their hands up and like being like i surrender to you lord like if that's not what you want to do and you worship in a different way that's fine i want to see people worshiping with their whole heart if that means sticking your hands in your pockets and spacing out at the screen but your heart is still worshiping i am totally i love that i want that that's exactly what i want out of worship like i feel like there's such a there's such like a stigma towards like, oh, you should get comfortable and like raise your hands and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't matter, dude. Sometimes I have to take breaks from songs, just sit down, yeah, close my eyes and just reflect. 
and it it makes me stand out really bad. <laughs> but yeah, people bro, like I have to. Does I have he love to do the Lord? Does he yeah, does... dude, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's Come deep. Come on, that's deep. And that I mean, and that's what it's gonna take is someone to just say it's okay. Because I used to be that way, man. Yeah. When I used to see people sit down. I used to, because I learned this from a preacher that I've seen, and he would be like, "Everyone, stand up, raise your hands for God, do it for God." But you do know it what? For I, God. You know what I noticed? <laughs> you know what I noticed well, about that? It's not about God. It's about our performance. Exactly. And it becomes a performance. And so, what I would do, I was worked at a church when I was 18 years old. I was a middle yeah. school director, preacher, pastor, whatever you want to say, and I'm preaching to students, and I'm saying, "Stand up, yell, scream." And I'm like mad at myself when I think about that because that's maybe that wasn't a kid's heart. Maybe that that's just not who they are. They they sit down and they like sitting on the couch and twiddling with the with the arm cushion and that's how they're worshiping. But their heart is for the Lord. But yeah, I was all about performance. So, and that's with music. I mean, music is a performance, but I think too often, like you said, we 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 stand out like a sore thumb when we're different in worship where i think god's like come on i know your heart so there's a balance there's definitely a balance between yeah. performance and worship because i remember last semester we we have these weekly worship nights called koinonia mm-hmm. and like i think that there's so many different ways of worshiping and like just being able to see those and stuff like that but like i know that there's a there's a sort of thing with coin where like if you if you dim the lights too low if you maybe have too many instruments on stage or something then people accuse you of having a performance or like performing or whatever but like wow. the thing is is that like everyone has a different way of like inviting people into God's presence like i That's mean good. i can like i love worshiping with an acoustic guitar sometimes and nothing else Sometimes I like worshiping with a whole band with like five synths and like a whole like light show and stuff like that. Like it just depends, you know, like sometimes I want that intimate worship. Sometimes I want to just be flooded by God's presence through, you know, like explosive music and stuff. I don't know. I think that's another thing with like innovation and stuff. Like a lot of churches are scared to uh, implement new technologies because they're going to they're scared about it being a performance if you got your heart in it that's that's really all that matters yeah honestly that's good and it's not about it's not about the difference of performing or being right or being correct i think it's truly about us having the right heart when it comes to worship and in ministry exactly and in music and we kind of went down a rabbit hole about this whole music stuff but super good super good well sweet brendan um let's 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 finish this off man let's let's go for the the home run here and this is the topic you've been excited to talk about and i'm excited to talk about it as well and it's this is for the youth people this is for youth pastors for youth leaders and the importance of relationship is so crucial and and mentorship so who are who is the one person you have one person that one person that's mentored you and discipled you and how important and crucial has that relationship been to your heart and your mission and your ministry of course all right so that person would have to be my youth pastor which i mean you know 
just a just a great youth pastor. But um, yeah. yeah, like he's helped me out through a lot. He's um, he's helped me because um, one thing that I have is that I have a heart that um, I have a heart that really loves people with with everything. You know, I when I invest in someone when, and when I love someone and when I listen to their struggles and their heartache, I get absolutely and totally involved in it and it comes to a fault sometimes because yeah and it can (laughs) yeah yeah because like i get myself too involved and then i get emotionally drained and stuff like that he's taught me to have boundaries in that he's helped me with some of my broken relationships that i've had in my life he's helped me to mend those he's just uh without going too deep into it he just he's been able to keep me in check a lot um Mm just having that person there that is rooted like his spirit really is rooted in Christ and I can sense that in his in his presence and just knowing that even though he's so deeply rooted in Christ and even though I'm such a like I feel like such an awful person telling him about the stuff that I'm going through and stuff like that like he still does not judge me at all he still does not like uh make fun of me or like uh you know, talk about me or anything like that. He, Hmm. I have full confidence in whatever I tell him, he's going to give me the best answer that he can. And sometimes it's the hard answer. Mm -hmm. I've had several moments where I'm like, all right, Ian, what are you talking about? But (laughs) yeah, like it makes, it makes sense in the end. And I think because he's been able to do that, I've been able to grow out of that and mentor some people myself and just foster really, really good relationships to where, I'm able to love with the love of Christ, you know, like I'm able to, I'm able to share the spirit of God and the body of Christ with others that I'm friends with, whether they be Christians, non-Christians, anything in between, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so, it's so important to have that accountability, you know, I, I can't say enough about it and I can't stress it enough, like, being able to have like a spiritual guide and like a person that can help you through the ropes of this whole faith thing. Cause like there were moments where I really, really thought that I had lost my faith completely. Hmm. Like I would sit in bed and be like, God, you're not even real to me right now. Like Hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. You are not here. And like, I can, I can sense it, but he really was. Yeah. And something, something that it's affected me personally is like, just talking with him and being able to confide in him and uh trust in him it's been able to to where i get to those doubtful moments because doubts are a really big part of my testimony and it's a really big part of my struggles that i still go through now but like now whenever i get that doubt and that fear about death and that anxiety about that kind of stuff like all i can think of is god i don't feel like you're there it doesn't feel like you're present or you're near but i know that your hand is still over me and i know Mm. that you are still holding me in your arms yeah and just comforting me and caring for me and loving me wow it's like such a such a huge and just such a powerful thing in my life you know yeah and that starts with that that mentors that that mentoring relationship exactly someone is speaking to you i've been able to seek out like friendships with other people whether it be at Houghton, whether it be here in London, whether it be at my church, whether it be at my school, I've been able to foster friendships that are 
that are just so so powerful yeah and so amazing and just i'm able to grow spiritually through them they've been able to grow spiritually through me and we've been able to have such honest such needed conversations i guess yeah you know and and, like that, and that's key needed we can't go through this thing alone you know we yeah. can't go through this life alone i love what you said about needed uh conversations yeah because i and because out of mentorship spawns more mentorship but out of mentorship also spawns relationship because All when right. you have someone leading you to with a right heart you have no you don't want to do anything else but sh- give them that heart as well and share that heart oh, with yeah. your friends and the people you're around and i'm sure the people you live with and your roommates and the people you are always around you guys speak life into each other like you said you were yeah. having a conversation with your friend for up till 5 a.m just <laughs> speaking life into it e- just speaking Shout life into Katie. each other yeah discipling Shout each out. other so bro honestly um one of the best analogies i give for it is like i i have a cup and the water is like the love that i have in my heart yeah i have i have love in my heart when i'm apart from god you know and i like pour out into people i pour out into people i pour out into people but then at some point that water gets empty and i still want to pour out into people but it's just not happening what what god does is he he just flows right through me and he just fills my heart he overflows that cup. He makes that cup flooded in a torrential downpour of just love and care for me and sacrifice to where I literally feel almost like an obligation to share that because I I can't keep it all to myself. It's gotta it's gotta go somewhere else, you know? It's so overwhelming. Oh Yeah. That and overwhelming, man. That's so good. I I can mm. tell I can feel you the sense of being overwhelmed um in your heart. And you're just like, man, I just, I got, now that I have this love, I have to do something with it. And that's what I say. Out of mentorship comes more relationship and more healthy relationships. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being like long winded here, but like, honestly, like just, that's what I want to do with my music too. Like I want to connect with people and share my vulnerabilities with them. Like there have been points where like, I've been like almost in tears on stage while worshiping and I've like almost fallen to my knees and just given it all to him because yeah. it's just so powerful. I don't know, like when I'm worshiping in the in the pew or if I'm worshiping with my earbuds on or something like that, like I, I do have surrender, but when I do that and I'm playing an instrument and I'm, you know, yelling out the lyrics and I'm leading people into that sort of presence. I, it's, it's, it's intense. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's so good, Brendan. Man, I, I, I don't, I know the people that are listening to this can hear it too, but I can feel the heart that you have around just being around the presence of Jesus and in the presence you, of God. Bro. In the presence of God. Well, Brendan, man, what an episode, dude. What a, re- what a recording. Uh, I appreciate your heart. Do you have anything else you want to share, say? How can people follow you? How can people follow up with you? Um, My Instagram is the best thing that you can do, at Brendan Cini. It's just one word. Um, Honestly, if 
any of the people listening to this, if y'all got like stuff that you're going through, if you're struggling, you can always reach out to me. You can always reach out to the people that are around you. Um, and just know that like, you know, in order to foster like a healthy relationship with God, just surround yourself with the church Hmm. and just make sure that, you know, you can feel that outpouring through others. Cause that's, that's part of how you get there. That's part of how you get to the end. Like, just be persistent in your faith. Any, any of you listening and just make sure that you're intentional yeah and just loving with your whole heart and being vulnerable wow because that makes a difference sure does dog sure does yeah brendan man i appreciate your energy bro i appreciate your heart that worship so conversation much, was fantastic i loved that appreciate and you bro. i loved hearing about how your pastor was poured into you and how now that you've been poured into, you don't want to do anything else but pour into others, whether it be through music or through re- talk or through conversations or through relationship mm. or over Instagram. Yeah. Like every time it's 5 a.m., right? And he's in the middle of his day because Brendan's halfway across the world. Uh, <laughs> he's always like, hey, I love you guys. Stay blessed. Abba the Father loves you. And it's just so awesome to see that he's not just talking about it. He is about it. And yeah, an, 18 year, an 18-year-old dude and you got to be about it because people can smell phony and uh again i don't smell phony when i talk to brendan and i don't see i don't see phony i see real so man i'm excited for this to go i'm excited for people to hear this episode i'm so excited man i'm so excited sweet well hey guys thank you so much for listening you just listen to me my dude brendan i'll catch y'all next week peace see y'all